0: While the beach set twists to the big beat sound of the Delairs, swinging out with six rocking hits. While the cycle gangs burn up the road and strong arm their way into the party with fists flying. While teenagers prepare for a secluded slumber party, terror strikes from the bottom of the sea. An invasion of ghoulish atomic beasts who live off human blood.
1: living dead. They're
2: zombies. Hello, and welcome to the special Halloween edition of the Southern Surf Stompcast, where we feature the spookiest surf, instro, and beyond that the South has to offer. I'm your host, Count Chad Von Shivers. On today's episode, we'll hear my interview with Noah Holt of the KBK. But first, let's listen to a brand new demo from a band whose name fits our thing quite nicely. Here's Ghost Ghost, with... Catherine's theme. our dear friend crispy bess with ormondio the scooby-doo mix before that the Del vipers with mortuary cosmetics and we open the show with ghost coast and Catherine's theme up next we'll hear some eddie angel with beyond zone x heard southern culture on the skids with zombified prior to that the nematodes with death garage and we started off with eddie angel and beyond zone x up next famous monsters but first let's hear a word from one of our sponsors 50 years of surf music and instrumental rock. Check out the Longboard Show on the radio Tuesday nights at 9 on WREK Atlanta 91.1 FM
3: or via webcast, wrek.org longboards.
2: we had the Swivimatics with their version of Boris the Spider. Preceding that, Daikaiju with The Phasing Spider Menace, and we started with Famous Monsters and The Haunting of Planet Earth. Coming up next, my interview with Noah Holt. Hey Noah, it's about time we have you on the program.
3: Absolutely right you're absolutely right. What took you so long, Chad?
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. So who all makes up the KBK?
3: Ah, you've got myself on guitar, you've got Eric Smith covers bass duties, you've got Josh Jackson on drums, and you've got Chris Eagle on keys, samples, theremin, and whatever else we can throw at him from right. time to time.
2: Yes. Even the odd vocals sometimes.
3: Even the odd vocal, which might not be as odd as they used to be, but yes, yes, they're still not dominant.
2: Right. So. What are some of your major influences?
3: They go way back to punk rock, but even before that, I was weaned on 1980s college radio. And I guess specifically that whole Athens-Georgia boom that happened in the mid to late 80s, but... I was a skate kid, so inevitably I hooked up you know, with the SST Records catalog and things of that nature pretty young. And uh, it just went from there. A lot of um, the Dead Kennedys, Love Devo. Regarding what I'm doing now, it started out blatantly as my attempt to see if I could pull off what Manor Astro Man had done course, when I started doing it, they were pretty much defunct at the time, so I felt there might be a void to fill here in the small town in Alabama that I live in, because God knows, despite having, you know, a healthy DIY scene in the late 90s, it was something they had never really been exposed to, little did I know that by the time I actually got the band going... (laughs) (laughs) those guys would be in the midst of getting their own band going again as well. So, but thankfully I feel like we've moved past that era of kill baby kill, if you will.
2: Well, let's talk about some of the recent changes that you guys have undergone. You guys changed your name and your look and kind of a lot of things have some new songs that you came out with. What was kind of some of your reasoning for that?
3: Well, the name had been a struggle since day one. Now, when I started this as a home project in roughly 2002, 2003, um, I picked that name and I was posting demos online under the name, but it took until 2005 for uh, for me to put an actual lineup together. That lineup was very short-lived due to having young members that were having opportunities in life and... My first child was on the way. So after that summer of 05, I put it on the back burner again until 2010. And little did I know that by 2010, a racist skinhead band in Belgium had kind of rose to prominence, if you will, and dissipated all during that time. But evidently, they made enough of a mark where they're web presence, at the very least, was pretty vivid. So, you know, from the time we started playing out in 2010 on, we were constantly battling questions of, is this that band, or talking to a promoter and then going to YouTube and typing in our name and mistakenly pulling up this white power band. And the entire time, we kind of had an attitude where, you know, the name originated from a great horror film, and the director, of course, has long left this earth. We figured we were going to do him the respect of not allowing this band to take his his film's name down with them. But it never ended. It never got stronger. No matter how much further we toured out what we released, it still was an issue. And then early this year, probably around January, Someone contacts us to let us know that all of our music has disappeared from the iTunes store. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I none of us make great money off of music, but that is income that we use to keep this band running.
2: Well, not just and, that; it's it's exposure too. You know, oh, like how no are doubt. people going to find you?
3: No doubt. And it turns out the reasoning was iTunes did a purging of white power music and our releases got caught up in that. Thankfully, Ted at Deep Eddie Records was able to fix the situation, but it was kind of the writing on the wall at the right time because we were also all really bored. (laughs) You know, we've been doing this for about five years straight and. We were just ready for a change, so we decided to change the name of the band, and at the same time, we decided, okay, we need to work on a new album. We wanted to experiment with some new styles. We wanted to update our stage show, because when we began, we were a pretty visual band, and in all honesty, we just got lazy and stopped that aspect of our stage show, so we went back to the drawing board on pretty much everything. I say back to the drawing board, but we used parts, I guess, of the corridor X album that we had done, I guess, um, two years prior as a springboard for where to take off from. And we're still only a couple of shows into, you know, this new thing and it's going over pretty well. I won't say it's a dramatic difference, but we're happier. So, Good, and looking forward to getting in the studio and getting these new songs moving forward. You guys have kind of settled on
2: some apocalyptic themes. How did that come about?
3: This all started as a horror surf project. Right. Um, At the time I started this band, I was... I was studying the horror genre almost on an academic level. (laughs) You know, I had grown up with it. I was a classic 80s kid that spent his Friday nights in the video store, you know, picking out the strangest-looking horror cover there was. But I guess with the advent of the Internet, it opened up new worlds. (laughs) And starting that home studio project and that academic study, if you will, just kind of occurred in the same bubble. But I also grew past that.
2: <laughs> sure.
3: And I believe it was when we were in the studio with you recording Corridor X that we all sat down at some point and started to really evaluate the themes that were running through the music unintentionally. And that whole end of the world scenario, it was there. That, that had been where, where our writing had gone for so long. For quite a while, I've felt the structure of our music, the energy there, it lent itself well to those themes, the chaos and disarray that you can imagine. So it just seemed like a natural progression, really.
2: Okay. You've been really good about promoting not just your band, but other bands and been a kind of a champion. You know, you've been relentlessly touring and playing shows over these past five years. What kind of drives that? What drives you to do so?
3: There's something underlying in the surf community. Difficult to put your finger on, but the people involved with it are very different from other musical communities. They're in it because they enjoy playing music. Right. And that's it. Um, Most of us realize, be it through the genre we chose or the fact most of the people in the genre are older that, there's there's no record contract that we're grabbing at. <laughs> there's you know, there's no playing to ten thousand people a night we're grabbing for. We're just out there playing and it lends itself to really good attitudes and really good people and it's made me feel welcome in my twenty five years of playing, I've never felt more, more welcome in a community. And I kinda wanna share that.
2: First E P twenty eleven right Mm -hmm. corridor x 2013 and then you released your single last year was it yes so where's the new record
3: (laughs) um well i would say we're halfway into writing it Mm -hmm. because um i write very slowly um it'll come out when it comes out i hope we start recording it towards the end of this year early next year but i want to take time right i want to scrutinize mixes i want to bring in guest musicians i want to just experiment in the studio this time around and if it takes us a year to put together an entire record it takes us a year if it takes us three mm-hmm. months that's fine but um this record needs to be exactly what collectively we've all wanted to hear <laughs> And in the past, I don't think we've utilized... I mean, we've always been in a rush to record our albums. Mm-hmm. It's always They've always been based around Instro Summit. We've got to get this recorded, mixed, mastered, and pressed before Instro Summit. All um, right. Which is great. You know, you're not going to sell more copies of your record any other time of the year than when you go to there. But um, I, it's just not the way we want to approach it this time. We we have no end goal as far as it would be nice to have something new if we end up at Instro Summit again next year, but not unless it's the the record we're wanting. Right. And I don't feel in the past we've incorporated elements of ourselves into our recordings that we would have liked to. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got an amazing key player with so many tools at his disposal. That would be so fun and interesting to hear that we've just never had the time to sit and mess with. I've even mentioned to the band members I would like to experiment next time we're in the studio with recording something to a click track mm-hmm. with the idea of doing remix work in the in the long run on the track.
2: That'd be cool. I'd love to hear some really like deconstructed, noisy, you know, almost industrial grimy kind of KBK. I think that could be really <laughs> well-suited to you guys
3: oh totally you know i've been saying for a couple of years i grew up you know on devo but for about three years now i've gotten hardcore back into bands like devo and the Mm b-52s and even the causey way you know we put a cover of one of their tracks on our last record but those things are having a profound influence on me these days and that and god i started listening to a lot of the john carpenter soundtracks and we all kind of agreed that we'd really like to experiment with you know some of those influences when we do the next record so you know the surf's still going to be there don't get me wrong but you know we've never just been a surf band you know we've always been an instrumental rock band you know that had surf influences but who knows um you know, finances are always an issue, right? Um, regarding it's a limiting our dis- factor. Yeah, but um, you know, we've also made a lot of friends over the past five years, and sure. I'm hoping we can pull it together and do it the way we want to this time around.
2: Well, very cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, no, it was uh, it was great talking to you, man. And um, I'm looking you too, forward brother. to seeing you guys next week. It's been a while since we've seen you in Atlanta.
3: Oh gosh, I think. The last time we were in Atlanta was
2: was it the stomp last year?
3: No, no, it was the um, what Corn rama at Star Bar last early November last year. Oh, okay. When um was it um
2: Guantanamo Baywatch?
3: Yeah, when Guantanamo Baywatch played and we organized playing with them for that show and mm-hmm. I don't think either one of us knew till about a week before that.
2: That it was corn dog.
3: That it was corn dog. Yeah, we mm-hmm. thought we were just going down for a um, two or three band bill. So, sure. but yeah, I appreciate you having me, Chad, and I, you know I appreciate all, all the support you've given my band. Um, you've been of a champion course, of ours band, since you early know, on.
2: I'm a huge fan. First well, and foremost,
3: I'm glad, and I hope you'll always be there, and I hope you'll keep working with us because um, everyone in my group thinks the world of you and trust you with our creation so awesome oh, although does. i think um you know a lot's changed since last time you worked with us i fear we may be um have a lot more ideas of our own coming in the studio this next time that's than great you, Than you're used to so that's great all right all right i would guess i will see you in about a week and a half chat okay
2: all right brother thanks Noah.
3: all right take care brother bye-bye, bye-bye.
2: The first two tracks in that set were both by the KBK, Stop Off in Ridgeview from their latest single, followed by Corridor X, the title track off their debut full-length. Then we heard Cha Cha by Fiend Without a Face, featuring Brent Hines of Mastodon on guitar and vocals. Now, both of those groups will be performing at the Southern Surf Stomp at Kavarna in Decatur, Georgia on October 10th, along with Bad Friend and the French Factory DJs. Coming up are the Slicky Boys with The Crawling Hand. But first, a message from the mad hermit of St. George Island, Bob Walk of the Surf King SurfWare.
3: Hey, this is Bob with the Surf King Surfware, coming to you from the Southern Surf Stomp Podcast. Check out our shirts and other items online at TheSurfKingStore.com
2: That was Ginky Ginky Panic with the Spectrophiliac. Before that, Aqualads with El Specter and the Slicky Boys with the Crawling Hand. Up next, the Sums with the Mummies.
0: Everybody, let's, let's twist. twist.
2: All Back to Drax by Low Straightjackets from their Twist Party album. Also in that set, Atomic Mosquitoes with The Bloodning, and The Sums with The Mummies. Up next, some Tysco Del Rey with Werewolf. But first, a word from the Fringe Factory DJs. Dig this!
1: The Fringe Factory. <laughs> Why don't you listen to this recording with interest?
0: 10 a.m. in Tokyo, 4 a.m. in Russia, 1 a.m. in London, 12 p.m. in Sydney, 7 p.m. in Mexico City, 5 p.m. Vancouver, Canada, and 8 o'clock Jersey City.
1: And now, folks, it's definitely Suck It To Me time.
2: Vibrations Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock
1: WFMU, it's you gone
0: WFMU.org Even the man, Even the man whose heart is, is, pure, heart pure, is and pure And says his prayers, his prayers, prayers at, at night, night. Can change, change to a wolf, 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 wolf When the wolfbane wolf wolf blooms wolf and the full moon is shining bright. this Fantigua fish grow large enough to come out on land. I mean, could it breathe out of water? Yes, it could breathe out of water if it could retain fluid in its lungs. And as a mutation, our studies show it could grow quite large. (sighs) I hope you can take one alive, Sheriff. It would be a boon to sign. Hold on, Doctor. I still believe that a human clawed that girl to death, not a fish, no matter how big. And we'll get him, too. Probably some madman. Or one of those surfers that hang around the beach all the time. They're capable of anything, even murder. Girls are a little tramps. They contribute absolutely nothing to a decent society.
2: Concluding our show was Manor Asterman with Surf Terror. Prior to that, Molly McGuire's with Tomb Surfin, Bobby Fuller Four with Wolfman, and Tysco Del Rey with Werewolf. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Southern Surf Stompcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If so, please recommend it to a friend leave us a review on iTunes. You can check us out online at southernsurfstomp.com, Facebook, or Twitter at South Surf Stop. Feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, feedback, submissions, or requests at info at southernsurfstomp.com. Also be sure to tune in to surfrockradio.com, where you can hear us every Thursday at 7 a.m., 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to Noah Holt and the rest of the KBK, and of course our sponsors, the Surf King the Longboard Show on WREK.org, French Factory on WFMU.org, and The Penetrators for letting us use their Southern Surf Syndicate theme as our intro and outro music. We hope you join us again for the next Southern Surf Stomp